So one time, my wife Jody and I accidentally climbed a mountain. Um, that's a much longer story than this YouTube video will support. But when we got to the top, it was dazzling. We were just overwhelmed with the view. Now, part of it could have been the fact that it was a spectacular view. Part of it could have been the company. We were really excited to be there. And also, um, it probably was a little bit to do with the lack of oxygen, to be quite honest. Uh, but it was worth it. Even though the next day, we were more than sore. There was definitely a cost to be paid. We're getting into chapter 9. And we start off chapter 9 of Mark's Gospel with the Transfiguration, the scene up on the mountain. And as glorious as this scene is, there's hanging over it the cost of what's coming for Jesus in Jerusalem very soon. Um, so that's why chapter 9 is a.k.a. Jesus Counts the Cost. So we begin chapter 9 with the transfiguration with Jesus on a mountain. And there's the divine voice that says, this is my son. I'm pleased with him. Listen to him. There's a direct parallel between that and chapter 1 with Jesus' baptism when there was a divine voice. And it said, this is my son. I am pleased with him. Listen to him. And so, like I said yesterday, we're moving into the second half, the second part of Mark's gospel, and it has a similar structure uh, to the first half. Within that is a call to discipleship, but it's a different form of discipleship, or it's a deeper level of discipleship than we saw before, because hanging over it is what Jesus started teaching in chapter 8. After Peter confessed him as the Messiah, Jesus switches, and for the first time starts telling the, the apostles, telling the disciples, this is what's going to happen to me in Jerusalem. This is where I'm headed. And then it goes even deeper in, in chapter 9 and saying that the kingdom of God does not uh, involve glory or riches, but rather the kingdom of God looks like a cross. Discipleship doesn't involve glory and riches. Instead, it looks like nonviolent resistance against the powers that involves death on a cross. Um, so that's what we start to see in chapter 9. Chapter 9 is also part of a bit of a bigger structure. We're reading this chapter by chapter, and the chapters and verses of Scripture uh, didn't come, back, come about for centuries. The earliest um, manuscripts of Scripture did not have spaces between words, much less, you know, the, the text being broken up into chapters and verses. Uh, the materials were just too expensive. They had to use every, every bit of the space. So uh, many scholars believe that chapter 9 falls within a bigger structure that begins in chapter 8 and ends in chapter 10 that involves two healings of blind people, two people receiving their sight. 
and that the literary or the narrative is about in this big hunk of section is about healed perception or healed vision uh, of what the community of God looks like, what the kingdom of God looks like, what discipleship looks like. Um, we see the apostles not quite getting it. They've come to see Jesus as the Messiah, but they're, they're still thinking that that's going to result in a very material um, realm in their understanding of what an empire, their vision of what an empire looks like is wrong. So that's what they're kind of, that's what they see coming. And Jesus is saying, no, that's not what's coming. And tries to, tries through these teachings and through the stories in this middle section, heal their perception um, and get them to have true sight of what the kingdom of God looks like. And the nonviolence involved in the kingdom of God, the discipleship involved, the community that is uh, marked by equality and diversity and shared leadership, all those things are threats to the powers that be that eventually winds up getting Jesus on a cross. So that's a little bit about the ninth chapter of Mark's gospel. I encourage you as we continue to read part two, this whole, the second half of Mark's gospel, um, that you keep in mind the structure of the first half and see how the stories and the structure lines up in the second half compared to the first, like we saw with the transfiguration to the baptism. Keep looking for parallels like that. Also tomorrow, we're going to be reading chapter 10, and it has it kicks off with one of the hardest teachings uh, in all of the Gospels. So I hope you'll come back for that, and I hope you remember God loves you more than you can possibly imagine.